0: Welcome to the Salvetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Salvetry here. And today we have a couple of slates. We really have three slates almost every single day now, but a three. Uh, A five-game slate for the LCS, which the video is already out, gaining a lot of traction. Appreciate everybody tuning into that one. But then also the European League is going on at the exact same time, 5 p.m. Eastern time lock today. West Coast, take note, 2 p.m wherever else you are Uh, not as big of a prize pool but still 20k to first the status quo might start to become that these like um, the European League and the the China League are going to start to have 20 and 50k to first prize pools while the American League starts to have the six-figure prize pools just because of the start times and most people playing DraftKings are based on the North American um, side of the the world where you're just going to have prime time start times between 5 p.m. really and, and 6 p.m. somewhere around there so welcome if you're brand new here What I do here for the League of Legends really over the past week, week and a half is um, I take a look at it from an analytical approach. If you're somebody who likes watching League of Legends as well, that's fantastic. That's probably not going to be the thing that I do, Um, but I can tell you that this is a game of projections in terms of DFS, right? This is a game of projections. It is a game of building uh, correlated lineups. Yesterday, we got very close just in time though for the 50k price pools. We chopped up second place. Um, I do run a lot of different lineups in there, but that was for the European League yesterday. Chopped up second place a, a whole bunch of ways. There was a solo first place winner though. So shout out to whoever uh, pulled that one off there. But yeah, I'm learning a lot more. I'm learning a lot more about the upside of putting other players in your captain spot in some of your stacks, um, not just your mid laners and your supports or your mid laners and your AD carriers. Those are um, Those are ones that are um, important for maybe building optimal in terms of cash lineups, but not so much in terms of getting different in GPPs and also with the salary being so high. So learning a lot as we play for the past week to week and a half or so um, profiting, I think an average of 23% or something wild per day at this point, so pretty wild. Um, but I do have projections for every single league that is currently going on in China, European, and, and American. Those are on Patreon. Uh, they are linked below if you're interested. If you're not in a position right now due to what's going on in the world, uh, to be able to pay for those projections, that's completely fine. But um, as, in, as a content creator that all the major sports have gone out, that is just my stream of revenue that if you are able and you're still in an okay financial spot and there's not a lot of doubt or concerns for you, then go ahead if you're interested. You can see those down below. I'm not going to be making a video for every single slate. I had about five or 10 people reach out via Twitter alone yesterday saying hey do you have the lpl the china league that started at 2 a.m slate Uh, yes i have projections i've been playing all these slates but it's just not viable for me to every single day come on here and create three videos one it doesn't do good for youtube algorithm you're clogging up your algorithm with a lot of the same words league of legend same day right same thumbnails um so it doesn't do good for that but two it's it's just not viable one to two hour videos uh, it takes about one to two hours to make the video right they're about 20 minutes long to uh, prep it in the beginning with all these spreadsheets make sure they all look right they fit on camera and then to rec- uh, upload it afterwards put the uh, descriptions all that It takes about an hour and a half on average sometimes one to two um making thumbnails, things like that. So making three of them and not taking up six hours of my day or five hours of my day is just not viable as I also run my media company and, and have a lot of other clients that aren't in the DFS space. Um, so that's going to be the case. I have two videos out today. This is the second one. Uh, but more times than that, I'm going to be making one video for the biggest prize pools. If you're interested in the other leagues and playing them, which I assume you are because they have different start times and just a lot more action to get down, um, then there are projections. There'll be these exact same spreadsheets, except the projections model is also on Patreon as well that was a lot to get out, but pretty much I appreciate you all being here. Uh, let's get into this starting with the top laners. Uh, and if you are new here and you have not really learned the strategy too much, you'll, you'll pick up pretty soon. It's pretty much just a, a very projectable sport similar to the NBA. Um, not the exact sport is the NBA, but in terms of how you can project it and feel pretty good about your outcomes most of the time. And then it's a pretty projectable sport in terms of well, lineup construction. It's not really a way, word to use projectable for, but in terms of correlating your lineups with some of the biggest favorites. And this slate, um, this slate is, is very similar to the the LCS slate today, in terms of, there's a lot of live underdogs, small dogs, but there's also huge favorites. So, I mean, if you're just looking at this right now, G2 is going to be a nine oh nine favorite as of last night when I last updated that spread. OG is going to be a six twenty five favorite. Those are the two biggest favorites on the slate. They're more than likely going to win a high percentage of the time. But then you have a pretty good, um, and really the rest of these are not that huge of favorites. I mean, you have FNC as a two sixty three favorite. That's pretty decent. So four as a um, two seventeen favorite. But all the other underdogs, especially when you look at MAD Gaming, they're a, a plus 108. So very close to a coin flip. In that one is a live underdog where you're going to get cheaper price points on them. Same thing for Vitality Gaming at plus 165. Again, this the European leagues are just one games. The China leagues, if you've been playing those, they're three game series where if you sweep it 2-0, you get a bonus for just not even having to play the final round. Um, and then the European and American leagues are just one round. So you're going to have a lot less scoring. Some of the highest scoring players are only going to score 30, where the highest scoring players in China are going to score like 100. Um, so with that said, looking at the top laners, I have my projections up on the screen over here. Again, those are on Patreon if you're interested. I'm going to be more so interested in about four of these players. If you want to go after the, the smaller dogs and get your lineup to be different, I think that that's okay, but I think your upside is somewhat lacking because if you're going to be rostering a lot of uh, small underdogs, right, um, and you could hit the 50k prize pool and it pays off, I think the smaller underdogs are definitely in play in terms of your lineup construction for some of your smaller stacks or one-offs if they just fit into your builds, like I'm not going to be excluding all of them. But I also think since there's five teams and five favorites, four of which are 200 plus uh, 200 plus favorites, um, that there's a lot of ways to just get different in terms of taking one of the big favorites in terms of your stacks, G2 or OG, minus 625 for OG again, minus 909 for G2, taking one of those, putting them in, if you're building like one to two lineups, this is and putting them in, and then from there, you want to take it to an extreme, not really an extreme, but just looking for your secondary stack of a two-man or a one-man. If you're playing on FanDuel, you have to go 2-1. You have to do three different teams. Uh, but yeah, I think that you can get away with um, Misfit Gaming. I think you can get away with SO4 instead of trying to go with an underdog that probably more times than not, since they're an underdog, is not going to win compared to the minus 217 favorites. They are alive, um, and you'll get different ownership. But I think you can get different enough just by not taking the two biggest favorites on the slate. Taking the two biggest favors on the slate if you're playing um, and you're just hoping to split some of the min caches with a lot of people, that's probably the way to go. Uh, maybe not even the min caches, a little bit higher up, that's probably the way to go, but you're probably lacking yourself. Or, or if you're taking OG and G2 today and you're able to fit the salary somehow together you are not going to win first place by yourself. There's just, there's just no way. The salaries are one, too expensive that you'll probably use all your salary. And two, everybody's trying to fit those two in. So you're gonna have to get a little bit different there. Um, from top laners though, I think Wunder, obviously that is a 909 favorite. Is looks really good. Atheria is my highest projected uh, top laner. That's uh, 625 favorite for OG. Again, that doesn't really mean much unless you're looking for a one-off. What it means is that highest projected there. So if you're feeling good about your OG stacks, then that's a pretty solid spot for you to be at. I'll have interest in Bwipo. I'll also have interest in Dandan Dan as a minus 139 favorite just because of the price point. Minus 139 favorite, but you're also getting at that point 8.2 creep score per minute. Nothing fantastic, but important to look at. And then everything else pretty much checks out. You're getting average kills that are decent, 2.43, fourth highest in the slate for the fifth most expensive top laner. You're getting average assist, 5.2. I mean, Wunder is going to just blow everybody away in terms of assists, 7.9, about two and a half more than anybody else. If you're looking at average kills, that's when you start to get Wunder being okay, but that's why theory is going to project a little bit higher for me. Average kills are fantastic. Damage rate is fantastic. Highest creep score. Kill participation is the highest. So, Alfaria, Alfaria. That's the the top, the top top laner uh, for me. For mid laners. Um, so mid laners. Once again, it's interesting here. So uh, mid laners. I currently have Saken, who has started twelve out of these fourteen games. I have that as the projected starter for Vitality. Not Selfie, who's only started two games. So again, if that was to change for any reason, I would be sure to update it in the projections. Um, but what you're getting here is uh, some, some really decent scores. Perks looks fantastic. As in minus 909, um, you're getting the highest average kills. You're getting the highest average assists. It's just like a no-brainer at this point. The deaths are pretty low, uh, less than 2.3 deaths per contest. I'll also point out that pretty much in the European and the American leagues, they're very sturdy starting lineups. They'll post them on their Twitter pages, so you can go ahead and you can check them out, but they're very sturdy in terms of they've played... 15, 15, 16 games so far in the EuroLeague. I'll update my, uh, my model in terms of, this as 14, but I'll be updating based on stats. They refresh like every three days or something. So uh, that'll say 16 really soon. And then what you get out of them is just very sturdy. Con, uh, or, or lineups like they're only playing one round so whoever's starting is going to stay there and you don't really have to rotate in and out and things like that so there really hasn't been much movement in terms of starting lineups all year long from what I've been able to see and gather just based on the data perks looks really good you're paying a steep price point on DraftKings at 8200 if you're playing on Fandle I don't do Fanduel projections but there's a lot of different ways in the ruling uh, teams can score points similar to individual players on Fandle that's not the case on DraftKings you can you have to stack at least three different teams or play players from at least three different lineups on Fandle so it's trying to make you get more unique actually. Think that's an interesting caveat. Whereas DraftKings, you can just play two teams and stack it up. So um, there's going to be different salaries for Fanduel. Uh, their scoring is slightly different as well, uh, like 1.5 more points for a kill and an assist, things like that, similar to basketball. Um, but what you get is perks looking really good here. So I'm going to have interest there, and then I'm going to have interest in just the the next guys in terms of Nuke Duck, Nemesis, Abadash. I'm going to have interest in those players as well. It's not going to be overwhelming interest. Like for me, it's probably going to go as um, perks, Nemesis. And then I'm going to be trying to nuke Duck just because of a big favorite. I'm going to be really trying to get a good amount of perks there in D2 lineups. It's a strong play all across the board. For your supports, you're going to actually have some supports that do pick up a good amount of points. And and, uh, Milky X is is the biggest one. Mikey X is the biggest one. Um, 909 favorite. Just like an incredible supports player. Like this is a player that you can put in your captain spot as not an AD carrier or AD carry and a top laner. Uh, So what you get is just... A, a player that has is, is been absolutely crushing it um, right now, uh, my highest projected support, but it's it's there are other players that are pretty close, probably closer than you think. So I'll have interest there in Mikey X. I'll have interest in Destiny and Dreams. I believe that Destiny was a winning knock, um, took down the tournament yesterday or the day before in the captain spot as a support player i mean it, it makes sense like if you can get 24 to 26 players out of a support player which i mean most of these players don't average that outside of mike X in this slate but if you can get that in a spike game where the team wins you're setting yourself up in a really good situation to uh, filter in the rest of your lineup with some of the higher pl- price players who are pr- pretty much averaging like 25 points in contest so yes Mikey X looks really good i think destiny also does and then i'll have some outside interest in dreams uh I believe it's pronounced, but that's where you're at. It, it, it's it's Mikey. Actually, you can look at it from all the stats on here. You can see it's a 909 favorite, 79% win rate, but just look at all the stats. I mean, what you end up getting is uh, as a support player, who's not going to get a lot of kills, you're still getting 1.36 kills per contest. The next closest on this slate is Kaiser for Mad Gaming at 0.93 you're getting by far the most assists 11.71 assists per contest the next closest is going to be 8.5 so three over three more assists than anybody else in the slate uh, pretty much almost double the amount of kills per contest than anybody else in the slate uh, 75.6 kill participation that's very important just showing how active that they are and if those stats are actually solid uh, 50% 50 first blood so you get the kill for first blood your team then gets the plus two point bonus the highest creep score um outside of tour at the bottom so yeah damage is fine at 8.5 percent Mikey X, you usually want to try and su- uh, take your support and AD carry together because it's a little bit correlated. That's not a must, but if it does work, well, that's just a little bit of a bonus. So uh, those top four stand out to me. So you can probably gather a trend that I'm not really going after many underdogs. I think there are some live underdogs today. I mentioned that at the top of the show. So, like if you wanted to get a a, a G2 since they're the highest price and by far the biggest favorite um, G2 stack of four players, one in your captain spot, whether it's Mikey X or somebody for salary relief, and then you wanted to go with just a, a one one one, it makes it more difficult because like, obviously, then in a one, one one, you're hoping that the four teams and the four players that you're picking from win the contest, maybe it doesn't matter as much if you're getting a lower salary player in there. Um, but if you do like a four, two, one, four from one team, two from another, one from another team, I do think that having an underdog from maybe the one spot is okay. It's just that these underdogs, even if they do win most of the time, and at least what we're seeing right now is there's not a lot of parity. So the underdogs usually don't win, but if they are a small dog and they pick up the victory, it does allow you to have a more differentiated lineup. It's just a matter of picking your spots and not trying to go after like the plus 300 or the plus 405 underdogs like SK and XL. XL Sports Gaming today There's a 511 underdog. Like that's not the spots I'm trying to pick off. Um, You'll see it happen. I mean, it just happened like two days ago, a huge underdog one, but I think it's going to happen and really looking back in the database, it happens at least in the Europe League and the American League, like once every three to four weeks. And it's just not going to pay off for you. I don't believe so. Um, But the AD carry, Lots of spots here that stand out. I'm gonna have interest in pretty much all the top four favorites here. Um, maybe the top five, but I'm probably not gonna to get to misfits gaming for an AD carry. Uh, just even when they're winning, it's 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 not really much of a an upside. So caps at the top, yes, it's an eighty-four hundred dollar player. It, it's it's right now my highest projected AD carry, but you can probably expect that as the highest priced player. Um, you're getting four and a, almost four and a half average kills per contest. You're getting eight point nine assists. A great kill participation at seventy-six point four percent. Yes, if you want to get there, that's obvious, but it's also eighty four hundred dollars. Like your lineup is going to definitely be restricted. You can't just plug in all the G two players and and then try and get it in all all the um, the next biggest favorites and, and all that. So I think Reckles is, is also a very strong play. I think that upset looks good as well. And then after that, I would go to Inakes. So those are the four players, the top four. Um, the the top four price players. for given one is also there, um, but that is going to be more of a backup player. So I'm not projecting right now unless something changes. Inakes has started eight contests. Forgiven has started six. So for me, I would probably rank it. um, Honestly, like uh, upset reckles and caps are kind of on a tier of their own up there, depending on the salary that you're spending upset is only about is $800 less than reckles and obviously get the, the $400 bump off of reckles. So Um, off of Caps and Reckles. So I do think that that's a pretty nice salary savings, a 625 favorite um, who does put up a decent amount of points. You're just not opening yourself up to as much of a ceiling. Like upset ceiling is still going to be somewhere in that 35 to 40 range. But in terms of consistency of getting there, like Caps is going to just project for that or close to it. Reckles is going to get there very often as well. So uh, the AD carry a spot where you clearly want to have your upside, but you're paying for it as well. So you want to make sure that you can still roster a a correlated and, and a strong high projected lineup in your other spots. Jungler jumps around the match. He's going to contribute in a lot of the team scoring categories is going to uh, contribute in a lot of their own categories for themselves. Uh, Jankos, we mentioned it two days ago on the show, I believe. Um, just by far the best jungler. Like this is a jungler that is putting up AD carry type numbers and is priced like one. I mean, 4.4 average kills per game, a 7.7 assist per contest. Like if we go back to the AD carry screen, um, that would be pretty much the second best jungler or second best AD carry if you're just talking about those two stats. Now kill participation is going to be a little bit lower because they jump around a lot more. The creep score per minute for jangles is the only thing that's somewhat of a downside. Um, but jangles is, is a 909 favorite once again from G2. So uh, this is another very strong jungler. This is probably the best jungler on the slate. And it, I would say that it's by a wide margin. I have Janko's projected for four more fantasy points than anybody else. So it's not shocking anybody based on the stats that I just rolled off and the highest projected player on the biggest favorite or the highest price player on the biggest favorite. But um, that is somebody who stands out as one of the biggest drop offs for jungler like there, on the other positions. There's guys who are close. I would say support and jungler have the biggest drop offs from the highest projected player for me to the next. Again, these are things that you can see on Patreon, especially for all the other leagues. Um, but I will still have interest in uh, self-made. I still have interest in Xerix. Um, Luke Lucris as a two seventeen favorite is probably not somebody I'm going to get to. Gilius is, is the backup, only started four games there. Just leaving the stats on the screen in, in case there was a sudden change that to that. But Lucrux is somebody who is a two seventeen favorites for So Four that at that price point is seventy four hundred. Um, all as the fourth biggest favorite, probably not somebody I'm going to get to all that much. The kills just aren't there. Two point one kills per contest, five assists. It's it's an overpriced player in my opinion. Um, So I think the self made provides some really nice upside at sixty eight hundred. You're getting two point three or two point nine kills per contest. You're getting six point one assists. The assists are pretty much the second highest on the slate for any any favorite here. So those are some nice spots outside of Jankos all the way up top. And then for the team spot, so team spot. um, So what you're looking for here is if you're if you're rostering say just the G two squad, right? Um, So if you're rostering the G two squad. And you are in a situation, so G2 esports, and you are in a situation where one of them is in your captain spot. Say you find a cheaper one so you can fit them all in, actually. You should be playing four individual players. You should not be playing a team with them because the teams have a, a capped how much they can score. It's like, 50, honestly, if, if your team goes off, they'll score in, in, in the, in the Chinese league, like 65, 60 fantasy points in this league, they'll be scoring like 20 fantasy points because it's only one round, right? Um, so instead of three, so you shouldn't be trying to pair up, um, your G2 sports with your, your three players. You should be trying to get a a captain and whoever you put in your captain, that same exact team, what correlates the best so far from what I've seen is three more players from that team that are individuals, not the team. And then from there, you can try and find maybe you pick a, a slight underdog like Matt Linesay, and you hope that they hit the one upside. They have a 57% win rate as a plus 108 um, Vegas underdog today. I think they're a pretty live underdog at 4,800. You can take the other side of that and go to Misfits Gaming as a slight favorite, 64% win rate. Um, they have a, an average KDR of 1.36. They have a 70% Baron control. So things that kind of look good, decent laning decent lane and jungle um they have the lane and jungle just advantage in terms of control percentage over mad line so there's spots that do stand out um i think that any of these these favorites really fan take at as a 263 favorite at 5600 uh so they are 217 favorite at 5200 pretty much what I'm saying is just trying to get a team that wins. If a team wins today, like the projections on all the team spots for me are very, very similar. Um, um, if you think a team wins, they're going to probably project that within like a point of each other out of all these teams. I'm projecting all the favorites to win as of right now, because I mean, that's what Vegas is telling me. Um, obviously, if you're playing GPPs, the, these are median projections. If you're playing GPPs and you want to get different, you can go against those, but, so I have all five of these teams projecting from anywhere from pretty much 17 to 20 points. So five teams are, I guess, technically 16.7 to 20.7. So these five teams are within four points total of each other. So they're all going to project out very similar to each other. So if you want to put a team spot in sort of last and trying to work through the rest of your lineup and go from there, I think that's not a bad idea if you're hand building a few lineups. If you want to play GPPs and you want to 150 max, um, I have the teams restricted from being in my captain spot. Um, And then I usually will, I'm going to exclude some of the bigger underdogs. Like for this slate, I'll probably exclude um, everything. I'll probably exclude Rogue, SK Gaming and Excel Esports. I might exclude Team Vitality from getting in there at 4,600, but we'll see. I mean, they only have like a 7% win rate, so not as appealing. But that's where I'm at right now. Um, Again, the projections are over on Patreon. They will be there for every single slate right now. The LPL, the China League, the LEC, which is this, the European League, and the LCS, which is going to be at 5 p.m. tonight, the same start as this. I'll be live with Awesome Alex Baker over on the Awesome YouTube channel at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, kind of just breaking down the LCS slate, taking questions, probably going through it, probably some strategy stacks, all that stuff. But appreciate you all tuning in. Again, link down below. There's some free strategy guides. Uh, There's some links for some of the the gaming sites in the industry with some uh, promotions as well, if you want to check those out. And then there's Patreon, if you're indeed interested. Again, I'm not going to be covering every single slate. It's just not viable. It would take me about five hours per day just to make three videos on esports, which would be a lot of fun if there was two of me. Um, but it's not something that I'm going to be doing as I I tend to all the other needs for my business. So I appreciate you all tuning into this video. You all rock. Hit the subscribe button before you go. Getting 20,000 subscribers still somehow before April, which is uh, nine days away and we're about 300 away from 20,000 would be a ton of fun. Hitting the subscribe button on the podcast since less people are making podcast episodes because there's just less sports right now. Um, We have skyrocketed to the top 15 in in the Apple charts of uh, fantasy sports. So shout out League of Legends for that. Let's see if we can get to uh, the top 10. And the only way to do that is to hit the subscribe button and leave a review. So I appreciate everybody who does that. So thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day and start to your weekend. You all rock. Peace out game. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you can please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.